guess what? I'm giving away the self-reflection journal for free. All you have to do is sign up for my email list at secludedthoughts.com slash newsletter and I will send it over to you. But that's not all. I told y'all before that I'm looking for ways to create a community for us so we can talk more than just once a week every Sunday. So that's what the email list is for. I will share personal behind the scenes of my life as I become the best version of myself. And I will also send you exclusive tips and advice to help you do the same. And you will also be the first to know of any surprises and announcements that I have coming up for the show. And in case you don't know, the Self-Reflection Journal has over 60 journaling prompts for self-reflection and self-discovery that will help you learn more about your fears, the impact of your childhood, your limiting beliefs, your values, what's important to you, what areas of your life need improving, and so much more. So once again, if you are interested, go to secludedthoughts.com slash newsletter. I will also leave the link in the description. Now back to the episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What happened was subconsciously, I hadn't realized that I was very driven (laughs) because I wanted to prove a point that I did not need him. He was never needed. There was no, like, if I'm doing so well without you, you're not needed. If I keep doing well, that means you were not needed. All of that to overcompensate for the fact that he was not there and he was never going to be, right? My subconscious mind had to make up a story to make me feel better about the fact that he wasn't there. So I needed to prove a point that he was useless. And the way I would do that was by continuing to be successful and doing very well. If I can do that without you, then you must have been useless. So it doesn't matter that you wasn't there, right? You see see, see how that works? I am no longer subscribing to the whole strong, independent woman thing. But even when I was there, let me tell you, you even if you're there now, you can say that you are a strong, independent woman and all of these things all you want. Deep down, you want people to help you. You still want people to help you. You still want to feel supported. You still want people to care for you the way you care for them but because you have felt like you have been forced to be independent right you're not strong by choice you're strong because you have no choice you never had a choice but if you had to choose you wouldn't choose that but that's just your norm that's what you're used to so now it's like you don't really know how to function outside of that because now you already don't feel safe You've been disappointed too much. You don't know how to let people in. Regardless of what you say about this strong independent thing, regardless of how much you boast about it, you don't actually like being there. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the show. I'm your host Sensi and on this podcast we talk about taking accountability of your life to become the best version of yourself. First and foremost, Merry Christmas. I just realized this episode will be dropping on Christmas Day. So Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays if you don't celebrate Christmas I just wanted to get that out of the way. I will skip the long intro because I hate long intros. Let's just get into the episode. So I asked y'all a few days ago 
if y'all wanted me to make an episode about a TikTok that I shared from a creator called Any Given Sunday. And y'all said yes, so this is the episode. And I will leave the link in the description just in case you want to see it. But basically, and I'm reading the TikTok right now, it says, when you've made it to the era where your success is not revenge on any of the people who played, wronged, or doubted you because you could not care less whether they see you winning. Your wins are for you. Who, child, let me tell you. First of all, this is where I am right now, but this is not where I have always been. I was the complete opposite of this. I was, I, 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 I was ambitious because of revenge i wanted revenge i wanted to say f you to people who i felt did not support me i wanted to say f you to people who doubted me well i mean did people doubt me if anybody doubted me i don't think they did it to my face i didn't necessarily have people doubting me i had other issues that i will explain in this episode but i literally was that person i was that person i was the complete opposite and it took a very long time for me to get to this point and it is like one of the most rewarding things that i can feel right now and experience and in case you are not there yet i'm making this episode for you i am going to be um you know, vulnerable in this episode and very transparent as per usual. More than I would like to. Well, we'll see. I will do my best. I will definitely be very transparent because I feel like this will really help somebody or resonate with somebody the more transparent I get. But I was definitely that person. When I was in college especially my drive and my ambition was like through the roof I was like working myself like a dog like it was literally unrealistic to the point where even my health suffered sometimes like fortunately I am a very healthy person but when I was in that era of being overly ambitious overly driven and all of that and you know there's nothing wrong with that but when you do it at the expense of other areas in your life that you need to have like you know a good balanced life and like just a healthy lifestyle in general you know including your mental health and all of that that's when it becomes the problem right and that's exactly where I was like it got to the point where even though I'm a healthy person I literally started getting headaches at one point my vision got blurry I used to feel weak I used to like like I got some type of you know issues with acid reflux where I couldn't even speak or swallow because my throat was so swollen like my health literally suffered as a result of how ambitious I was and how driven I was my social life suffered at some point I wasn't going out I wasn't really seeing my friends I wasn't having fun I definitely wasn't sleeping because I had to work to pay for school and I had a 4.0 in school so I maintained my grades grades while I was working and everything but I was literally overdoing it I was literally like it wasn't healthy it wasn't healthy And there were many reasons for that, but the one I'm talking about today is obviously the fact that part of that drive was because I wanted revenge or like I wanted to be in a position to say F you to people who I felt hurt me or didn't support me in my life. So that's what we're talking about. That's what I'm going to be talking about in today's episode. I'm going to talk about the points in my life when I wanted success for revenge, the turning point, how I flipped that to get to, you know, what that TikTok said and how things are with my life right now, now that I'm living in that space where I am not trying to do anything to get anybody to clap for me and my wins are for me.
So let's start with the revenge success error, the success for revenge. Who child? This is where the vulnerability and the transparency comes in. So obviously, if anybody else can relate, their reasons might be different from mine, but I'm just going to tell you what mine are, right? I didn't know this in the beginning or like while I was going through this, I really had no concept. I really learned all about this like after the fact when I started reflecting more and being more introspective and, you know, my health started declining. So I had to, you know, <clears throat> take a few steps back and analyze why I was overworking myself so much, etc., etc. So this is not necessarily an exhaustive list, but I will tell you like the top three reasons why I had the kind of ambition that I had in the beginning. So, <laughs> okay, so three, three main things, right? Number one, my relationship with my mother. Number two, my relationship with my father or lack thereof. And number three, like, my like other people in general like my community in general like so just other people in my life so in terms of my mother let me just say this <laughs> let me just say this 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 is why th this is the point why I didn't really want to say it because I don't want this to come off as bashing in any way shape or form because I absolutely love my mother I don't have any issues with her. We don't have like a bad relationship or anything like that. But, and to add to that disclaimer, let me just say something very important here. I will be talking about these things in this episode from two standpoints. The me today, the mature adult version of me who has reflected, who has healed, who has addressed my traumas, who has addressed my pain, who has addressed, you know, like the things that I went through in life. And I have a level of maturity now where I'm able to accept it and understand it. And I now look at my family and other people in my life, not in terms of the title or the relationship they have to me, like my mother, for example. I don't look at her as a mother. I look at her as an individual, as a person, right? And I made an episode about that. I will leave the link in the description. But I look at people in my life now as individuals, not in terms of who they are to me and what role they are to play to me, because they have their own lives and that affects how they show up for me and everybody else. So on one end, there's this mature version of me right now who has this mature standpoint and understanding now that I am an adult who has addressed these things and there is also the younger inner child version of me who went through these things and who was actually hurt but did not have the foresight or the understanding or the maturity to dissect the um, situation whatever situation like many situations in my life while it was happening and while it was affecting me that inner child just dealt with things and was hurt and did not understand anything and wasn't mature enough to understand anything or really reflect on certain things, right? So when I talk about my past and things in the past, and most of these things are in the past because like I said, that's not where I am now. So everything I'm going to be referring to in terms of these relationships are regarding that younger immature version of me who does not have who did not have the understanding that I have now so I am not going to say things in a way to bash people because there's no need to bash I don't have any resentment however I have to acknowledge the fact that the younger version of me my inner child was hurt right I have to validate her feelings and how she felt in the moment and how these things impacted her 
because it's important for me to validate that so I don't try to undermine it or disregard how I felt, etc. because it did play a part in making me who I am today and shaping a lot of other experiences because of how I handled that hurt before I was mature enough to understand it, right? That's a very long disclaimer. I hope that made sense. But like I said, so now I'm going to address the part of me that was ambitious for success in terms of the relationships that I mentioned and from the standpoint of the younger, immature, child version of me who was just hurt and didn't understand. So number one, my relationship with my mother, right? Like I said, love my mother very much. No no shade, nothing. I don't have any reason to bash my mother or anything. But when I was growing up, my mother always pointed out my imperfections or flaws or times when I either didn't do something well or did not do something perfect. It's not that I, it it wasn't always that I did something bad or wrong, but she focused a lot on what I could have done better and always pointed that out and did not really like, how do I say this? She, she didn't really compliment the things that I did very well, but she often criticized the things that I did not do well. Or if I did something good and it could have been better, I felt like her comments were more so towards the you could have done better type of thing versus oh you did really well does that make sense I hope that makes sense so in regards to school because when I was younger I was in school right let's use school as an example that's like one of the main things I was an A student always right very book smart I always got A's I always did very well in school I always did like math competitions, science competitions, and stuff like that in primary school. And in secondary school, I also did very well, but we'll get to that in a second. But I was an A student, but I just remember my mother always talking about the grades that I could have done better in instead of saying, oh, you did really well in this class. So it was always, let me point out your imperfections and never let me compliment you on what you did well. So that younger version of me felt like I was never enough. Like I never did anything right because there was rarely any praise for the things I was doing, but there was a lot of criticism for the things that I either didn't do well, didn't do at all, or didn't do perfect, right? That's how I felt. Again, I have to validate how I felt. I cannot just ignore how I felt because I understand it now, okay? But as a child, that is how I felt. Now, this dynamic with my mother will make sense in a second because it wasn't really one of the things that made me want revenge with my success but it played a point in my turning point which I will talk about later let's talk about my dynamic with my father right personally don't know him never knew him never in my life right not to my recollection no relationship with him whatsoever and I remember I, it was my 16th birthday, or it was the night before my 16th birthday, and I remember, I was in bed, it was dark, the lights were off, I was already, like, about to fall asleep, but you know when you're in bed and, like, you're just having these random thoughts, so it was, like, one of those situations, I was in bed, and it was, like, the day before my 16th birthday, and out of nowhere, I get a thought saying, 
I wonder if he will call to tell me happy birthday tomorrow. And I remember shutting down the thought and feeling absolutely terrible. Or not not necessarily terrible, I was angry. Like I literally got angry at myself for having the thought because I was like, why the hell would he call? He didn't call for your 15th or your 14th, 13th, 12th, 10th, etc., etc., So why would he call for the 16th? Because I had no relationship with him. Don't have his number or anything. No contact. Did not speak. Wasn't in my life at all. And then all of a sudden, before I go to bed, the night before my 16th birthday, I had a thought that I wonder if he would call. So I literally, like, I got so angry at myself. Like, why would you even say that? Why would you even think that? That's not going to happen right? Literally got pissed. And then I remember the next day was my birthday and all other factors aside, it would have been a good day. But throughout the day, I remember feeling like crap because I couldn't suppress the fact that I had that thought the night before. Because I would have wanted to never even think about him but I thought about him and throughout the day it was like I didn't expect him to call I knew he wasn't going to call but because I had the thought I was thinking I wonder if he'll call and that that kept pissing me off that literally kept pissing me off throughout the day like why would I even think that he's not going to call I never told anybody this so that's why I was like you know anyway so I had that thought But I say this as a segue into how he played a role in this successful revenge thing. I thought to myself eventually after that incident that he, okay, so the way it went in my mind, I was like, I'm a, I'm a good child, right? I don't get into trouble. I don't do anything bad or any whatever. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't do drugs. I don't, I don't, I don't do stuff like that. And I get really good grades. I think I'm a really good child and everything is going really well for me. And my father is not in my life. So if I am such a great person, which, you know, I am, you know, you know what I'm saying? I thought I was. I am, but I'm talking about back then. So I thought I was a really good person, a really good child. And I was like, if I'm a really good person and he's not in my life, then that means he must have been useless. Because if I can do all of this without him, then he must have not been needed in the the first place. Now, I applied that level of thinking to all men, but that's another story for another day. I thought he must have been useless since I was so great without him. And subconsciously, I did not realize until years later, and I'll talk about that incident when I get to the turning point part of this story. What happened was subconsciously, I hadn't realized that I was very driven (laughs) because I wanted to prove a point that I did not need him. He was never needed. There was no, like, if I'm doing so well without you, you're not needed. If I keep doing well, that means you were not needed. All of that to overcompensate for the fact that he was not there and he was never going to be, right? My subconscious mind had to make up a story to make me feel better about the fact that he wasn't there. So I needed to prove a point that he was useless and the way I would do that was by continuing to be successful and doing very well. If I can do that without you, then you must have been useless. So it doesn't matter that you wasn't there, right? You see, you see, you see how that works? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Anyway, so there was that child. And then if we go to the community in general, you know, like other um, family members, you know, just, just like everybody else in my life outside of my parents, I just felt like I did not really always have the support that I would have wanted or that I would have liked from other people in my life. Now, part of that, in hindsight, I realized I wasn't even really able to accept it because by then I had already become a strong, independent woman who doesn't need no man or doesn't need anybody, but I, I digress. I feel like and here's the thing we can be even I am no longer subscribing to the whole strong independent woman thing but even when I was there let me tell you you even if you're there now you can say that you are a strong independent woman and all of these things all you want deep down you want people to help you you still want people to help you you still want to feel supported You still want people to care for you the way you care for them. But because you have felt like you have been forced to be independent, right? You're not strong by choice. You're strong because you have no choice. You never had a choice. But if you had to choose, you wouldn't choose that. But that's just your norm. That's what you're used to. So now it's like... You don't really know how to function outside of that because now you already don't feel safe. You've been disappointed too much. You don't know how to let people in. Regardless of what you say about this strong independent thing, regardless of how much you boast about it, you don't actually like being there. Nobody does. I don't believe that. Even when I was there, I didn't like it. I didn't like the fact that I had to do everything for myself. I didn't like it. I would have much rather had more help than I did, but that just wasn't my life, okay? But in reality, regardless of how much I tried to take care of myself, etc., I still always wished that I had more support than I did. I wished that the way I would go out of my way for other people, I wished other people did that for me, right? Back then, I was still living for validation. I was, you know, like my ambition, everything I did, everything I did back then was to prove a point to somebody else. I had to prove to my mother that I was enough and that I wasn't a burden. Because the thing is, let me just say this, we <laughs> we didn't grow up like poor, but we, we weren't middle class either, you know, like. We, 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 were, we were trying to get by, you know, like there are several aspects of my childhood that I enjoyed. But the, I, there's one thing I do remember is like my mother complaining about bills and stuff like that. Because like I said, we did not have I did not have a silver spoon or anything like that. And when I would hear my mother complain about bills and stuff like it made me feel like I ruined her life because she had me when she was young. So I used to feel like. She would be better off if she never had me, if she didn't have another mouth to feed. So I felt like I had to be independent to take care of myself to make her life easier because you don't want to be a burden to the people you love, right? I didn't want to be a burden to her subconsciously. That's how I felt. So that's another reason why I was so ambitious and I wanted to do A, B, and C. I felt like if I had to I felt like if I did these things then I wouldn't have to deal with that I wouldn't be a burden to her and I could prove that my father was useless and that I never needed him if I could have a great life without him right everything I did was about proving a point 
to somebody else. None of it was for me. I was smart. I am smart. But I was getting straight A's. I was doing all of this and I was never proud of myself. That's the thing about when you live for other people's validations and when you want success to prove a point to somebody else, you are rarely ever proud of yourself because you're not doing it for you. You are not doing these things for you. I wasn't doing this, these things for me. It didn't matter to me that I got good grades if my mother wasn't proud of it. It did not matter to me that I was a good student because nobody else was validating that. I was living for other people's validation. I wanted other people to clap for me more than I clapped for myself. I never clapped for myself. And that's the main difference with that whole revenge success thing. You don't, you're not living for you. You're not doing it for you. So you'll never be satisfied. You just keep trying to chase things to make other people proud, to say F you to other people who didn't support you, right? Because if they didn't support you and you make it, it's like, see, I never needed y'all. I never needed y'all. Or now you, some people want to flaunt it in other people's face. Some people want to make other people feel bad, like those people made them feel bad, etc. The point is you are not doing it for you. You have a lot to be celebrated for you have a lot of wins under your belt but you don't even recognize that because everything you're doing is for somebody else that's what I was doing right everything about my ambition not everything but in terms of this specific area a lot of it was to prove something to somebody else a lot of it was for me to say you know what it doesn't matter that people didn't support me it doesn't matter that I had to do all of these things for myself because I made it and I didn't need anybody. So F you and like hopefully feel like my pain, that, that younger version of me, hopefully feel like that pain wasn't for nothing because I made it. But still, all of it was for other people. So let's talk about the turning point, right? So there were a few events, a few things that happened that made me get to the turning point in realizing that this life was not sustainable, okay? Number one, the whole thing I told you about, you know, my mom always focusing on what I could have done better and not really complimenting the things that I did well. It made me realize that I had to stop living to please my mother. And I love my mother very much, but... As a young child, young adults, because this is like primary, secondary school, college, etc., right? College was like the turning point for me, but my life before that, it was basically trying to please her, right? Trying to tell myself that I didn't ruin her life. If I could be a good child and get good grades, then maybe it would be like worth it to have had me since I felt like a burden basically because of what I said earlier that again that's the younger child the, the the inner child that is how she felt I have to validate that I don't feel that way now things are different now because I understand things I have more insight but again the younger child who didn't know any of that that is how she felt I have to validate that so I had a conversation with my mother about it and long story short, <laughs> long story short, from her perspective, she felt like, you know, she saw a lot of potential in me and she, she didn't want me to slack off. She did not want me to get comfortable doing things that were below my best, basically. She didn't want me to get comfortable when she knew I could do better, right? That was her point of view. And I understand that completely. Mature version of me understands it. Younger version of me feels like that's valid, but you could have pointed out where I did things right because it made me feel like I wasn't enough, right? Now, like I said, there was no revenge there in terms of that 
relationship or that situation with my mother but that is important because it played a role in me getting to the point where it doesn't matter why because everything i just said when you when your success and your ambition and your drive is to prove a point to other people is to get revenge on people who do not believe in you you are not living for yourself you are living for validation for others because you want them to see you successful right it's not about you you want them to see you successful you have to work hard so you can say f you so again validation right but that issue with my mother did not drive the revenge part but it made me realize why i had to stop living for validation even if it was because of my even if it was my mother and that was like a weird thing for me to deal with because of course i love my mother and i want to make her proud and all of that i know she's proud of me but it it was weird because it's like one would think you would want to you know have your mother clap for you and she does but it's like in terms of how it was i couldn't really deal with feeling like i wasn't enough because i wanted her to say i did a good job and she didn't say it so that's that piece that turning point after having that conversation with my mother understanding her perspective it made me realize that you know okay i respect that but at this point because i realized the impact it was having on me with me feeling like i wasn't enough etc etc because i was living for her validation but she was you know providing constructive criticism it, it, it was constructive right it wasn't like she wasn't like cursing me out or anything i've seen some things with mothers cursing their children out on tiktok and stuff like that it was never like that it was just like you know you could have done better in this area blah 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 right but i wanted i was tired of the constructive criticism <laughs> and lack of acknowledgement of my hard work. So I realized because of the imp- the impact it was having on me, I had to stop living for it. I had to get to a point where that wasn't my driving factor because if I was doing things just so somebody else, even if it's my mother, just so somebody else to say could say that they are proud of me and they wasn't saying it, then I would get to a point where I gave up because the validation wasn't there and I did get to that point which I alluded to earlier in secondary school I stopped putting as much of an effort in my schoolwork I still got like good grades but not as good as they were or could have been because that's what happens when you make your driving factor other people clapping for you when they eventually stop clapping you stop performing so that's why it's important to not rely on that from other people and start getting it from yourself okay that's number 1 secondly i acknowledge the time that i was actually mad that my father didn't call that i just explained and that happened when one of my best friends asked me if i had daddy issues it was just like a random day we were just having a random conversation he asked me do you think you have daddy issues and then back then i said no because typically when you had daddy issues you or at least for me i thought of the whole women seeking validation in other men because their father never gave them validation and promiscuity and all of that i was the complete opposite so i was like of course i don't have daddy issues i don't care he's useless right i didn't think it would apply to me but then i realized there's also the avoidant type you know and that 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 one hit a little too close to home so i was like huh that's interesting so yeah i realized i was the leave before you leave type you know like the i don't care about you oh if i think you're going to leave i leave first you know like the avoidant type that was me but that question prompted me to go down that rabbit hole of thinking of what impact did the fact that my father wasn't in my life had on my life and that's when i realized that piece about the ambition and having to prove that he was useless right so i encourage you if that is a similar experience you have 
I would challenge you to think about your parents and how your upbringing was, whether they were there, whether they were not, and what impact you think that has on your life. Even outside of this whole topic of success for revenge, there could be other areas that it's affecting you subconsciously and you're just not aware of because you never bothered looking at it, right? So that was that. So when I started looking at these things and reflecting, that's when I started to address it, right? And the first thing, you obviously have to acknowledge it. Now, let's talk about how I addressed it. I, as y'all know, I got closer to God. I got closer to God around that time, not necessarily because of that. It was kind of like a coincidence that was driven by other factors of my life, but that's an, in this area of my revenge success that's just another area that it had a positive impact on, but I didn't necessarily get closer to God because of this. But in me getting closer to God, it benefited this area of my life. What do I mean? Well, I started watching sermons every single day, every single morning. I didn't necessarily go to church because I had a rough experience going to Catholic school um in my upbringing and it made me very anti-religious so i focused on my relationship with god like between me and him and not under any like religious doctrine or anything like that but i watched sermons every day to start my day so that i could be reminded of the word because back then i wasn't really interested in reading the bible i'm just being fully transparent okay i'm not a perfect christian <laughs> it has been a long time coming okay and there's still a long way to go. So I watched the sermons every day. And there were multiple sermons that talked about life and different things and made me see things about myself. And then I started to realize that, you know, like they started talking about how God is already proud of us and he already validates us as we are. So when I started hearing things like that, that's when I started relying on or focusing on how God thinks about me and not what other people think and not what not whether or not other people validate me because God already validates me, right? I basically put God above other people so other people mattered less to me. Regardless of the relationship, I started looking to him and not other people and also listening to what he wants me to do because I know it will always benefit me and not necessarily what other people want me to do, what other people want me to focus on. And that brings me to the whole concept of running my own race, right? And I've made an episode about this. I will talk. I will link it in the description because I go more in depth there but basically in listening to him it made me realize that I need to start running my own race which I did which basically means I was focusing on what he had in store for me what he wanted for me and how all of my pain and my trials and tribulations child and it was a lot was necessary to make me who I am and Instead of looking at it like, you know, all of hell's angels is ganging up on me all the time. I had to realize that my pain was necessary. Also have an episode on that that I will link in the description. And by the way, side note, I hope you're seeing how all of these things are relevant, like how they're linked. Like all of my episodes, like they tell a story about my life. Like if you ever listen to an episode of mine and I mentioned something like setting boundaries like I just mentioned it vaguely and you're like okay what does that mean I promise you if you scroll to the episodes there's an episode explaining that and going into depth about my life experiences and how exactly I got to that point I don't sugarcoat stuff or just throw things out there but for the sake of keeping the episode under an hour right go listen to the other ones back to the story so yeah so I had to, when I started getting close to God, I changed my perspective and realized that hell wasn't ganging up on me and my trials and tribulations were necessary into making me into the person that I am today. Why? Because 
I needed those experience to be that person to do the things that I am doing and the things that I am meant to do in the future. For example, this podcast. You would not be listening to me right now had I never changed my perspective because again, everything I talk about is from my experience and a lot of it is basically me using my pain to help other people and going in as much depth as possible to get you to resonate and see yourself in this so you can have hope that you can get out of those situations too and to also change your perspective so you understand that the things you are going through are to make you into the person you need to become to do what God has planned for you, right? That's why you need to run your own race. It doesn't matter what other people are doing. What they are going through, their experiences, is necessary for their race. You focus on yourself, okay? So in getting closer to God, my perspective on a lot of things change, including that. And one of the biggest revelations I had is that I realized that God trusted me enough to know that I would learn the lessons from these life decisions and come back and help people with what I learned and come back and help people get through these situations. That's why I have no resentment in my heart towards anybody who has wronged me because he trusted me enough to know that eventually I will reflect on those things and I would turn to him and I wouldn't let it sour me. And even when I was soured for a while, he knew I would come around and I would be mature enough to realize that it was necessary for my purpose. So that's how I chose to look at it. So there's no resentment. But again, I have to validate the younger version of myself who was hurt. I can't just ignore that and act like it never happened, right? Those feelings were valid because when I was in that moment, that is how I felt. There was no understanding. There was no maturity. There was no introspection and reflection and, 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 and all of these things. The, the term childhood trauma and generational curses and all of that wasn't even a thing. It wasn't even a buzzword back then. All I know was this is what I was going through. This is what I was dealing with and I was hurt. And those experiences led to me making other decisions that may have not been the best for me and getting me in, you know, different types of stuff that, you know, ideally would not have taken place. So that's why I have to acknowledge it because the immature, younger version of me was hurt and made decisions to take me along the path to get me to where I am today. It's not for nothing. So I can't just invalidate and say, oh, you know what? I know better now, so I don't hold a grudge. I don't hold a grudge, but it's because I went through the motions. I acknowledged it and I chose to forgive, not because I just know better now. So I have to just completely forget about the fact that I was hurt in the process, right? So now with all of that in mind, let's talk about my life now. Let's talk about getting on the other side of this where I have the ambition, I have the drive. I am successful right now, but I'm still aiming for more success. But none of it has to do with proving a point to somebody else. I don't do anything right now for other people nothing and it's an amazing place to be i feel free refreshed rejuvenated revitalized amazing every day because i don't care i don't care what other people think i don't care whether or not you clap for me i don't even care whether or not you know that there's anything to clap for in my life because i don't do it for anybody else i do it for me that can easily be seen in the fact that I barely share my wins with people. I mean, I share my wins here and there, but, and the thing is, I've had conversations with my friends where it's like, oh, you know, why didn't you tell us, blah, blah, blah. It's not that I don't want people to know, but because I got to the point where I don't necessarily need people to clap for me, it's appreciated, but it's not necessary. Because I got to that point, I, it doesn't even register sometimes that, oh, you achieved something, go tell people. Because if I tell people, it's only one or two things going to happen. Number one, they'll be happy. They will clap. 
they will, you know, congratulate me, etc. That's great. That's a supplement, not a necessity, right? I don't need it. I appreciate it, but I don't need it now, right? Or I tell them and, you know, they get sorrow or whatever. But I, I've never had that experience, at least not to my face. Because, you know, some people will clap for you and then secretly they hate the fact that you're doing better than them. And it's not even about doing better than them because, like I said, run your own race. It, it It's never a competition. It is never a competition. It has nothing to do with how I'm doing versus anybody else other than the person I was yesterday. How I'm doing compared to you, how you how you are doing compared to me is irrelevant. It's unnecessary. We are here for different purposes, so there's no need to compare and contrast, right? I feel that way, so I don't do it. But unfortunately, and I'm aware that not everybody else feels that way. So it's like, yes, yeah, some people might clap in your face, but be sour behind your back, right? But either way, it doesn't matter because I'm not doing it for anybody else. Like, I literally could not care less. I literally could not care less. And it feels great. Like, life is great over here. I do not care. I literally do not care. I am grateful for everybody who is proud of me and who celebrates me and my wins. But let's be very clear. It is a supplement, not a necessity. It's nice to have, but I will be fine without it. I celebrate with God. When I do something well, when I win, when I successfully manifest something that I want, something that I prayed to God for, I celebrate with him. I pray and I give thanks first, first and foremost. Before I tell anybody, I say thank you. I pray and I say thank you. And I might do something nice for myself, you know. I'm working on doing that more. But I celebrate with God first I go to the lake that's my spot where I spend time with him I have my spot with him where I just go pray and talk to him etc and that is enough for me I celebrate with him I thank him and it's like that fills me up so much and I'm satisfied with that sometimes I forget to tell other people it just happens to be a situation it'll just happen to be a situation where you see me with my new blessing and it's like, oh, I didn't know. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, why didn't you say anything? I, well, I, 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 I don't care whether or not you know. I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this for God. I don't really care whether or not you know. It's not to say that I don't trust people. I have just lived for validation before and now I don't. So it doesn't matter who knows who doesn't. Again, grateful for the people who clap for me. The people in my life do clap for me, do celebrate me. But it's not something that I rely on. So it doesn't always occur to me to express that, right? I do it. I still do it. But I do it long after I had my celebration with God. Long after I give myself a pat on the back and you know long after I reward myself that's when I tell other people now it's like I feel great I feel 100% great I was on like a five-day boot camp it was like a femininity thing with April Mason absolutely love her because I'm working on my femininity okay mind your business but I was on a call and one of the things she said that really stuck out to me was, did you get to where you wanted, but in a bad way? I don't know if that's, I don't think that's what she said word for word, but that's essentially what the question was. Let me explain that to you. If you are somebody who is very successful, success is subjective. It is not based on society's definition of successful. It's based on what goals you have and your progress in hitting those goals okay that's what i mean when i say successful but if you are successful right now i want you to think about whether or not you achieve that success in a good way or if it costed you a lot of things in the process of getting it and in my situation specifically because this was a call on femininity 
she, I realized that I was successful, but it costed me my femininity. It costed me my peace. Why? Because I had so much resentment for doing things on my own, right? I had so much resentment to many people for doing things on my own. So I had this drive that was rooted in revenge, rooted in proving a point. So I had to be independent. Part of my whole strong independent thing, me being a self-proclaimed strong independent woman back then, which like I said, I don't subscribe to now. But part of me being a strong independent woman back then was because I had no choice. But another part of it was me choosing to do it because of said revenge, right? Because it's like, okay, I would have wanted support. I didn't have it. Well, now I'm not going to ask for anything. I'm not going to rely on anybody. I'm going to do all of this by myself so I can get what I want and I can say F you. And I'm over here being, you know, all of this independent, this and that. And it's out of resentment. It's out of pain. It's out of hurt, right? So emotionally, mentally, I wasn't in a good place when I was chasing this success. It wasn't because I wanted to be happy. It wasn't because I wanted nice things. It wasn't because I cared that much about my goals. It was because I had to prove a point. And it costed me my peace because of all of that unrest, because of all of that resentment. It also costed me my health at one point, like I told you, with me getting sick, with me, one time I even missed my period in college because I was so stressed, like the headaches, the acid reflux, me having to go to the doctor, me feeling sick, me feeling weak, like all of these things were not normal for me. I was like relentlessly pursuing success at the at the expense of myself just so I could prove a point to people. And did I get it in the end? Yes. But at what cost? Because when I got it, I still didn't feel good because I wasn't at peace. That's the thing. When you when your when your drive for success is rooted in revenge, when you get what you were working towards, you don't you don't have peace. You don't have peace because you didn't make time along the way to get rid of that resentment. You didn't make time along the way to address the things that were bothering you. You probably never even considered why you were so ambitious to begin with. There is nothing wrong with wanting more in life. There is nothing wrong with pursuing your goals. There's nothing more wrong with being driven. There is nothing wrong with having that kind of drive. But the question is why? Why do you have it? Is it rooted in trauma? Or is it because you just want to achieve self-actualization? You just want to be the best version of yourself. Are you doing it because of that or because you want to prove a point to somebody? Because you want to get back at somebody and the crazy thing is the people you're trying to get back at, they don't even care. They just live in their life, not worried about you, not concerned about you. But here you are making your health, your peace, everything suffer, sacrificing all of these things. And you are get you are achieving the success. Yeah, you you're crossing things off of your off of your list, off of your vision board, but at what expense, at what cost? Is it worth losing yourself just to prove a point? I had to ask myself that question and the answer was no. So I'm glad I got to that turning point. I, I'm glad I was mature enough to assess the situation. I'm glad I was mature enough to forgive. Again, I have an episode on forgiveness. Like I said, I have an episode on almost everything at this point. Okay. If you scroll through, you will see it. So I'm glad I was able to get to that point because now it doesn't matter. Now I celebrate with God and I keep it pushing. I don't care who's clapping and I don't care who's not clapping. I'm not posting about it. I'm rarely sharing it, but I am celebrating it. I know what he wants for me and I'm working on it, but I don't care to, 
I don't care to post on social media. You will not see me making any post on social media about, oh, y'all doubted me and look at what I'm doing. And I don't need anybody to clap for me. I don't need anybody to clap for me. Like, have you ever seen those people? And I mean, you might be one of them, but have you ever seen those people post on social media about, oh, you know, look at me, I'm doing all of this and that and whatever. And, you know, just to let y'all know we up because, you know, they doubted me. They said I could never do it. And, you know, this person said I would never amount to nothing when I was younger and this, that, and the third. I, I promise you these people are not thinking about you. They may have said what they said in that moment, but they are not thinking about you that much the way you are internalizing that and the way you are holding that criticism near and dear to your heart every day. I know people say that people doubting you and undermining you and underestimating you is good motivation for success, good motivation to do something. And it is, it definitely is, but I would challenge you to not let that be your driving force. Don't let that be the main reason why you get out of bed and do what you have to do. Because these people are not concerned about you. They're not. And you are going to achieve the success because, I mean, if you're that ambitious, it, you, at some point, eventually, you will get the things you are working for, right? But you are going to achieve that success and you will not have peace when you achieve it because that resentment, there's a lot of other areas in your life that that could cause you to sacrifice and compromise on and neglect that will have a negative effect on the overall quality of your life. Like, for example, if somebody is like, overly ambitious because you know somebody doubted them and they want to prove all of this and blah 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 and you know people laughed at them when they were younger and nobody supported them and now they have to prove a point you are holding all of that near and dear to your heart right every day you are every day you work in you work in you grind in you, you, you barely eat in three meals a day but you are putting in 10 12 15 hours of work right Barely seeing your family, your friends, the person you're in a relationship with, right? Sacrificing all of these relationships for the sake of success because somebody doubted you. And then, okay, you know, you're working hard, you achieve the success, and then you look back and you have nobody to share it with. Why? Because you let that push you so much to where your success, your, your ambition, your drive became toxic, it literally caused you to sacrifice all of the relationships in your life because you had to have success at any cost by any means necessary because somebody doubted you and now you have nobody to share it with now you don't have peace it's not worth it now that I am on the other side of that and I am not doing anything to prove a point if something happens if there's a relationship I need to give time to if something happens and I need to slow down and take a break and, you know, maybe cry or something, deal with this, you know, give myself a break, travel, celebrate, whatever the, the reason, whatever the situation. If something happens when I need to take a breather, I can do that. I can do that and I won't feel sick to my stomach for not working because, yes, I'm still ambitious, but I don't have that toxic drive where I have to prove a point so I can't even calm down. You know, that may not be everybody's story, but I'm saying it as somebody who has been there. It is not worth it. It is not worth it. When you have that toxic drive and ambition and uh, you can't see anything, you can't see anything other than success because you, you need to prove a point so bad. Because when you get it, you won't have peace. You won't be satisfied. It won't mean anything because you didn't do it for you. You did it for validation. And guess what? If those people doubted you, if those people told you you would never amount to anything, what makes you think now that you have everything they didn't believe you would have, that all of a sudden they're going to kiss up to you? In some cases, yes, they do. But it's like, that. there's more to life. Don't let that be your deciding factor, okay? It is much more peaceful over here now that I am not waiting on anybody to clap for me and I am not doing anything to prove a point because when I fall short I don't beat myself up 
and I don't, I don't, the criticism, if I don't get the criticism, but when I fall short, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who wants to criticize because I am doing this for me. I'm not doing this for anybody else. So I don't really care what anybody else thinks. The real prize here, the real success is when you get to a point where you do not care about what other people think about you and your life. And you don't need them to clap for you. Appreciated, but not necessary. It's a bonus, but not a necessity. You know, that's where I am. And it's great. And I just realized this episode is over an hour. So I'm going to stop here. And hopefully that resonated. Hopefully, you know, these things made sense. Hopefully I got through to you. And made you realize that, you know, it's not worth it. It is not worth it doing all these things for other people. Focus on yourself. Celebrate with God and forget about these other people. Do not sacrifice the quality of your life because you are so ambitious. Because you want to prove a point to people. Forget about those people, okay? It is much better when you get on the other side where you don't need their validation, so yeah, I hope this was helpful. I hope this was helpful. And um, yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. That's all I have to say. I will talk to you next year. Guess what? I'm giving away the self-reflection journal for free. All you have to do is sign up for my email list at secludedthoughts.com slash newsletter and I will send it over to you. But that's not all. I told y'all before that I'm looking for ways to create a community for us so we can talk more than just once a week every Sunday. So that's what the email list is for. I will share personal behind the scenes of my life as I become the best version of myself. And I will also send you exclusive tips and advice to help you do the same. And you will also be the first to know of any surprises and announcements that I have coming up for the show. And in case you don't know, the Self-Reflection Journal has over 60 journaling prompts for self-reflection and self-discovery that will help you learn more about your fears, the impact of your childhood, your limiting beliefs, your values, what's important to you, what areas of your life need improving, and so much more. So once again, if you are interested, go to secludedthoughts.com slash newsletter. I will also leave the link in the description. Now back to the episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.